I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't... What is hot round? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is going to work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball! Oh, 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 I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I got a whole lot of money. Yummy for me. Bottle keep popping that water bath. Welcome in to episode 151 of 11 Personnel. That's right. We've done 150 of these bad boys. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luckett. And the last time we talked, we had no idea it was episode 150 or we might have made a big, big stink about it. But we're just, we're too busy grinding, man. Just, just plugging away in the middle of the grind. Surprisingly busy week here for us, Nick. Um, recruiting camps had us. Uh, swamped, I would say, this week. We, we a lot of recruiting content on the old .com site here at KSR. Yeah, there. if, if it wasn't for us, I don't know how many um, – I, I, I don't know how much stuff would even be on the site. It was, it, it was a lot of just recruiting recruiting content. little pat ourselves on the back moment, but we had yep. someone there at each camp. Yeah. That's not something any other media entity had. Boom. So you had boots on the ground here at KSR as we're diving into some football recruiting stuff. And there was a lot of stuff I think we learned here in this last, I'd say, 10 days during these camps. We got a big post that came out uh, lunchtime Wednesday, kind of going over all that. And I think that's something we're going to touch on here, Nick. I think we can go ahead and probably start at quarterback because that's obviously the big thing here. Yeah, let's let's start at quarterback. And um, I think at one point, felt like there were two or three guys. Now it feels like uh, Kentucky is down to just one. Uh, and that would be none other than Danny O'Neill over at Indianapolis Cathedral. Uh, Dante Reno did not make it to campus this summer. Uh, South Carolina has gotten him on campus. Feels like that one is about all she wrote. Um and, and O'Neill has did not camp, but he did make an unofficial visit. And if, if I were to, to handicap these races, it's okay. Let's get Reno's going to go down to South Carolina, and it's kind of 50 50 between Purdue and Kentucky for O'Neill services. He's from Indianapolis Cathedral, so that's close to Purdue. They've, uh, you know, I, I'm not over here tooting my cousin's horn, but they're pretty good with quarterbacks. So you could understand why. Um, he might want to stay closer to home and go to the Boilermakers. Um, I, O'Neal, he's uh, it's one of those where he's not this 
I don't think he's a surefire home run like it, but there's a, a lot to like about O'Neill's game. Yeah, uh, first things first, I would say on Reno, I've put in an RPM pick for him to South Carolina. That's kind of our on three version of the crystal ball. But there is – Dylan Lonergan is a top 100 quarterback recruit in the class of 2023. South Carolina is trending for him. So if they landed him, that could get interesting. So that's just something to keep in mind. And then for O'Neal, I think an important thing to note, pick out here is if it is a Kentucky-Purdue battle, which is what it's seeming like at the moment – Purdue signed a, a Brady Allen, who's a top 125 mm-hmm. recruit in the class of 2022, who will be a true freshman this year. Ricky Collins, who's a top 200 prospect, is in the class of 2023. So that's two bona fide four-star prospects in the two classes above O'Neill. That's kind of a loaded room. Mm-hmm. So that you would have to think that will work in Kentucky's favor here. Um, now, I think the worry here is he's – waiting for his junior he wants to put his junior tape out there before he decides so you're worried if he kind of blew up this season and then some bigger schools come calling that would be i think the concern here with him Um, yeah it's clear that kentucky has lasered their focus in right on o'neill his uh his height he's only about he's six foot nothing Mm -hmm. our site leaks our, our database lists him at six foot six foot zero right yeah yeah and that you know could even be generous so i I, ultimately it'll probably keep a lot of the big big dogs in there but you never know somebody might just really like what the kid does on his fault on his tape um they'll they'll overlook an inch or two if they they really believe in him uh but it I, i think if you do have a bummer more so than anything it's just playing the waiting game because kentucky has not done a great job in the past of walking down that those quarterback commitments early and kind of building a class around him. So, um, you know, that, 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 that is a downer, but you, you just, eventually you gotta just play the wait and see game. You gotta let the cake bake with some of these guys and who knows, he might put out bad tape and then you end up backing away cause you don't like what you see. So yeah, it works both ways. The important thing here is like, there's a need for secondary targets. I think would be my biggest concern at the moment. We haven't really seen that happen. Eric Hanley was a 2023 guy who visited. We've been told that that's not going to happen, not a take. Um, And that was really only the only – excuse me, 2024 quarterback. 2024 quarterback, Eric Hanley, that same class as O'Neal. And that was really kind of – we didn't see many other 2024 quarterbacks there. Um, Yeah. And if you go back to last summer – they had Chris Vecina didn't camp, but he visited. He did the same thing as O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Chris Parson camped. Brock Glenn camped. Parson's going to Florida State. Glenn is down to Auburn, TCU, and Ohio State. It's just throwing their hat in the ring. But then you also have Raheem Jeter, who committed to West Virginia. Um, you had another quarterback, Grayson Loftus, I believe his name. He committed to Duke. So you had other guys there, other Power 5 quarterback talents there. I don't, know water that, <laughs> I don't know that they had that this year. Um, and then you add in that O'Neill didn't camp. He's never camped at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, that's not – I don't think – he camped at Purdue. He camped at Alabama. He's going to some other bigger schools to camp. That's not great. But then there's also the fact that they're building relationships with people co- closely connected to him. Four-star defensive tackle or defensive end prospect, Kendrick Gilbert, scheduled to officially visit Kentucky this weekend. He plays yep. at Cathedral. Class of 2023, C3 Elite is the seven-on-seven team O'Neill plays for. They were at camp on Monday, a, a busload of them, five to six guys. Yeah, and including so uh, one kid, Aeneas Williams, who was wearing sunglasses while he was running routes on air, which yeah. was just that, – that, that, that And Gangarello was in that group's hip pocket the entire day. They were out there. Yeah, did they end up offering the Terrence Marshall kid? Yes, he got an offer. Yeah, he was. He was He's pretty- one to watch there from Neesville, Florida, I, b- I believe. Navarre. Neesville, Navarre, Florida. Yeah. He's yeah. one to watch there. I thought he looked good. Uh-huh. Um, He's a twin. He's got a twin yeah. that's a, a DB. That's one, that's one of those where you're like, eh, we'll offer re- you both, even if the other doesn't play it. Reportedly tested very well. 
so he's a guy I think to watch there. Um, and obviously that the old Neil connection will be big there. He's another 2024 kid. Um, they had a lot of good, I thought, receivers um, coming to camp. Really, from a position standpoint, what they got on mm-hmm. campus for receiver and edge, edge was uh, was really really good. Edge was impressive, uh, yes. and I think that's kind of shows the power of Brad White. Uh, it also shows to just some of the positional strengths uh, in upcoming classes in the region because you know you you can only get so many people that from within a kind of a lot of these kids are just making day trips you know out of this so where you're seeing is uh you had the kid from Boyle county uh brock driver you know he, he looks like he's going to be 2025 he'll be a yeah, sophomore this year right he, he's he's going to be a, a talent to watch uh the kid from youngstown brian robinson you know that's that's a, a one dude. day trip he's gonna be a guy he's, yeah. he's gonna be a dude uh there was another kid too. Uh, that, that one was from Georgia. He was a little bit farther away, but he looked like he had the frame. There's just a lot of, of, of good athletes at that position from not too far away. And uh, I mean, that's that's your Montre your Bradford was a kid from George Statesboro, Georgia, who visited, and they got to go in the facility after, which that usually means that you know they're interested in you if they invite you into the facility after. Right. Um, right. Two big ones here since we're on edge. Colin Fox is a 2024 kid from Georgia. He did not camp, but he was here at their showcase camp on Sunday, the 12th. That was their biggest event. They, it was that's where they had the most talent. Uh, he was there. Um, he was had the full attention of Brad White. They were talking a lot. But one guy who was there who we knew was coming but ended up surprising people by actually working out was Arvell Reese. Four-star prospect in 2023, Cleveland, Glenville High School. Uh, thing to know about Glenville, it is the ultimate Ohio State pipeline. It is to Ohio State what mail usually is to Louisville. Like, if you go to Glenville and you're good, you usually end up at Ohio State. Marcus Lattimore went there. Ted Ginn's dad is coached there. Um, it's a laundry list of guys there. Um, it's unclear at this point if – Reese is going to be a full-on take, I think, for Ohio State. It's a thought process there. If he's not, Kentucky's got a real good chance to land him. He visited here twice, Lexington, in the last two months. And like I say, if they're participating in camp, I think that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah. And that was part of um, – you, like you said, you had a long post of kind of camp takeaways, and I'm, I had the most dumbed-down version of it. Like, here's kind of how things work. The dynamics of these camps are – or odd in that the overwhelming majority of kids there are just, you know, it'd be like me and you showing up to camp when we were in high school. We weren't power five prospects or anything, but you can learn stuff and it, you know, 40 bucks, you know, it's pretty, pretty good deal uh, for an afternoon working out with UK coaches. What I thought was, um, what I, what I forgot was significant to, to add, just that, like, most of these guys that sh- that show up that are these big Power 5 D1 prospects, they're there just to be recruited by the coaches, not necessarily work out. Right. The- Reese camping shows that Kentucky is a legitimate player here and that he also is kind of e- eager to see what Brad White can do for him. So I, I was – I don't want to say he's blown a- away, but I-, I was surprised that he camped with Kentucky. Multi-positional talent. He, he was working with Mike Stoops off-ball linebacker, and then with Brad White's summit edge. it's He's probably like 6'2", between 6'2 and 6'3". He's going to play probably at 235, 240. So, I'm not, so it's, you're going to see if he can play outside linebacker. But he's a legitimate player. I mean, he's a legitimate high-conference guy that you could see turning into an NFL draft pick. That, that guy's a player. And so that's going to be one of the bigger targets on Kentucky's board. So watching him – over the years, going to be interesting to watch. He's going to be a guy they're going to try to get on campus fall for a big game, official visit, and try to get through that Ohio State battle and see where Ohio State lands on some of their linebacker targets. Like Ohio State's all in on this kid, Tackett Curtis Nick at linebacker. He's from Louisiana. I think he's their number one target. They're probably going to get him. If they get him, then they don't know. I think it. I think what how it's shaking out is you don't really know how Reese is going to fit after that. They just have to see how their class goes. So. That's kind yeah. of where things stand. 
And so if you if the thing bounces right for you, that could be a really, really nice ad, I think, for Kentucky if they can get Argo Reese. Well, and to kind of segue, that's a brings up a good point because Kentucky has not had a ton of recruiting success in the state of Ohio um, as far as securing commitments thus far. Uh, that could be changing soon. Uh, but a couple guys that were on UK's radar uh, recently also popped to Cincinnati. Amari Snowden was one of the few guys in Detroit that the Cats were they, they were trying to cling on to that area, even though Clink Scale left. But Snowden uh, left a, an official visit to Cincinnati by committing to the school. Uh, Kamari Burns, who I don't think was ultimately a take at Kentucky, but they had uh, talked to quite extensively. Uh, he ends up going to Cincinnati. The, but like I said, though, that could change. Reese is the, the big one, but there's also uh, a kid visiting this weekend, Anthony Brown. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lucky, but he was on that same kind of weekend trip official visit with Snowden to Cincinnati, correct? That is correct. Last week in the 10th. He was initially going to, to offic- uh, officially visit two weeks ago, ended up going to the state ch- track meet, but he's a four star receiver with a lot of juice, a lot of explosiveness. Uh, back-to-back weekends, they've had similar talent following up with Carmelo English. Could be some good news on the horizon uh, for the U.K. wide receivers room. Yeah, the, I think the signs are kind of pointing for Brown, and I kind of peg him as English. I think they're very similar prospects. I think they're true slot receivers. They're going to come in and play slot and do the stuff you need out of a slot receiver. Both do a very good job kind of – ball tracking the ball on vertical concepts, where they're really going to make some damage is using their short area quickness and bursts to get open in, inter, in the intermediate areas. So there's a lot to like there. Uh, Brown, a former Minnesota commit, Nick. It's by all accounts, it's down to Kentucky, Cincinnati. He got out of that OV at Cincinnati uh, without committing. He's coming to Kentucky this weekend. I think there's a very good chance that that gets locked up. Um, and I think there's real buzz for Carmelo English. He announced – he was going to decide or announce his college choice on July 2nd. He doesn't have an official to Auburn plan. We've talked about Auburn and all their transition, what's going on there. I think there's a very good chance that Kentucky is the school there uh, when he announces next month. Um, so some good things uh, trending right now, right there. I mean, announcing that you have a decision date while you're on an official visit to a school. Uh I mean, I don't, I don't know what tea leaves you can read that are better than that <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Right. I mean, unless – I mean, it's it's almost uh, – I'd put it right up there with you have the really nice hat right next to two ones that you just got from the gas station. Uh, the, the kind of tall tail right, sign. Right, yeah. That feels like a, a tall tail sign that is going to be Kentucky. I hope that is the case. Uh, but like you said, we will find out right before Independence Day on July 2nd for uh, Carmelo English. Um, we already did. I mean, that, that was some good news to come from last weekend's official visitors. Uh, but we didn't mention the one that actually already has popped. Austin right. Ramsey, um, nicknamed The House, which just a great name for an offensive lineman. He announced his commitment to Kentucky Monday afternoon, a Philadelphia native. Uh, look at uh, Justin Rowan made this point the other day. Feels like Kentucky's doing the same pitch they used to in Ohio with a lot of kids in this region, and, it, and it's working. You got Fearbury, you got no well, the Maggie. DMV there for a little bit. Yeah, that little yeah. run they had the DMV. They're saying, "Hey, let's um, let's 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 hit the the Mid Atlantic," is what they're calling. It. I just have always called it the East Coast, but I guess that's more specific. Right. And uh, it, it's working. It's rocking and rolling. And this kid, he's he's as big as a house, I like it. Mm-hmm. And they got another Philly kid, Nikhil. Tran, um, Colorado commitment that's probably not going to last much longer. He's OV into Kentucky this weekend. Kentucky was in the top 10. He had Georgia and Auburn recently issue offers. So they're going to try to make a play for him. Um, but back to Ramsey, yeah, I think he's 6'4, 6'5, 360 pounds. When you turn on the tape, though, he can, he can move for that weight. So for him, keeping the weight in checks is probably going to be the biggest challenge, but you could see him translating. Um, and potentially, you know, you're sticking him at guard, seeing him with maybe Keontae Goodwin on one side of the line of scrimmage long term. Yeah, that's it's fun to think about. Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. The movement they're going to be able to create at the line of scrimmage. Well, and then you add in the the kid who, I mean, he's unranked. Uh, Sean Tompkins from Georgia. He was a kind of a surprise visit on Monday night. Uh, he got in town. Going to Florida this weekend for another yeah. movie. I mean, so the Baylor. He's he's an uh, under the radar type guy, but he's really big. And when you watch six, his six, tape, three ten. Yeah, he he gets that second level well uh, when running outside zone kind of stuff. So uh, we, we we at least know the type that Zach Yenzer likes, and that's big, big as hell. Yeah, size and mass, and length seems to be pretty important here for. Tompkins, Nick, that kid just – he doesn't do any interviews. Um, so, there's really nothing out there on him. The only His Twitter account's private. Yeah. <laughs> Try the to, only, to follow, but – So, we're just going by what, you know, what we can find out via some of these coaching staffs. And, yeah, Kentucky's throwing their hat in that ring. I think Yenzer is doing a good job as far as offensive line guys, getting guys they want on campus. Um, Malachi Wood camped twice mm-hmm. here, and that that's – one is a surprise. Two is a big surprise to me that they can't that he can't twice. Um, I'm wondering if they if there's something they need to see more of with him. Yeah, yeah, because he he has the height and the length. The thing with me when seeing him in person is, can he hold the weight? Can he get up to the weight you need him to get at? I mean, he almost looks like a tight end because he's that is the the frame is a little it's kind of narrow um, yeah. a little bit. But he is tall. He is long. He can move. If he mm-hmm. can hold, if he can get up to a proper weight and hold it, I think the ceiling is very, very, very high. I mean, I think it could be as high as anyone in the class. It's, can he get there? I think that's the big question with him. A lot, lot of eggs, a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Which, yeah. The, yeah, the thing you have to worry about is just because of that. He just doesn't. Like I said, he looked like a guy who should be playing, you know, small ball five in the MAC. When I went yeah. when I saw him in person you know, yeah. on a basketball court, not necessarily a left tackle. So right. the question is, can he? Is two seventy five like the max? Is that all he can hold? Can he get to those three that three bill number? And that's not. I mean, Ox is two seventy five, and he looks like he weighs one eighty. You know what I mean? That's not a. That's not a big ask, or it shouldn't be a big ask, and and that's where Wood needs to get. I do. Well, it got me thinking. It would be kind of fun to do the the like offensive lineman diet for like a few days just to see how much how fat we could get, you know? Because uh, not, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm in the should probably lose a few pounds territory. Let's let's try to eat right, but I'm also in the you know what I I can go a week with just trying to be as fat as possible, and I think we would be very good at it. We could teach these kids how to gain weight uh would it be healthy i don't know but i don't put it past me to wake up at 2 30 to in the morning to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches they're delicious uh and in fact i think i i could certainly use a couple more pbjs in my now, life we're hurting here at the luckett house with the uh the old gif news oh are you yeah. you exclusively a gif family yeah no doubt oh uh, i'm a i'm a generic uh always very hardcore on the generic brand but one thing we do treat ourselves to, we've got a nearby farmer's market each Saturday morning. And there's a, there's a farm in Valley Station, Pendleton Farm. They make a peanut butter that they mix with honey. It's real wow. sweet. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's the bee's knees, quite literally. They, they, yeah. The bees use their knees to make it. Got a grocery trip coming up probably tomorrow. I'm going to have to go alternate. I'm not sure where I'm going to go. Um, but that's a hard, that's a hard break for me. I've been team Jeff since birth. I would, if you, if you're going to go, well, yeah, I, I, uh, you use the, get the Kroger brand with the honey. In. Don't, okay. don't just get the regular one. It's too boring. Um, I would also say skip out on Skippy. It's very greasy. Just, I don't like Skippy. Yeah. It's dog yeah. peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you feed your dog medicine. <laughs> yeah, our, our Peter Pan? No. Well, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, man. Peanut butter talk. Uh, can't go better. I, I completely forgot about that, too. My neighbors reminded me of that. It's, it's a real shame. Real shame. Uh, get it together, Lexington. Come on. This is, your, you, this is on you guys for not getting your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the peanut butter factory in Lexington 
should smell more like peanut butter and less like whatever it smells. I don't think I've ever been there. You never, you never caught that that smell though around campus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just it, it only happens every once in a while, but sometimes you get that that whiff from Winchester Road, and it just I don't know. It's a little off putting. I don't know if it's the <laughs> if it's the 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 the, the gears in the factory. I don't I don't know what it is, but something's just it, it's not. It doesn't. It's not the fresh peanut smell that I. Doesn't smell as good as it tastes. Yeah, yeah. It's. I, I want it to be the smell that when you open the jar, that 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 sort of aroma. I guess the crushing peanuts doesn't have that same aroma. So, uh, I don't know. Well, get it figured out, Lexington. Luck it needs is Jeff. And you know what? This seems like a good spot for us to to take a break, regroup, and, and get back on track. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more football, but also what everybody's been waiting for. Buckets U.S. Open Packs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we press pause. We're back. We're ready to roll. A couple more big-time official visits coming up this weekend. Christian Conyer is the the name of the game. And we're in a weird territory because a lot of – it feels like both sides very confident. I got worried when I saw Chad Simmons, uh, our resident on three guru, put in a pick for Conyer to Tennessee. But it, it, it's bizarre. I, I have one in for Conyer to Kentucky because the folks that I've talked to on Kentucky side feel pretty good about it. He's got official visits to both to wrap things up before he makes his announcement that 4th of July weekend. So even though the, it feels like Tennessee's gathering momentum, I'm not ready to to flip my pick until after I, I've heard more from his his official visits. We'll have to see how this weekend goes, but Tennessee got the last official. Um, there's obviously the big NIL collective down there. He's that seven on seven team or whatever is strictly based in Tennessee. Um, it seems to be pro Tennessee potentially. It in the picture he posted. It's been pointed out online that he is doing their that Tennessee hand signal that they that all their commits have been doing. So, so if I were for what it's worth, that one worries me the least. And surprisingly, the nil thing I'm less worried about because I know he's not going to be getting the bags that the rest of the 2023 Tennessee guys are getting. I think it's important to point out here. Carnell Tate is one of their top targets, top 25 wide receiver. He's been seen as a Tennessee lean. Um, he's at IMG, of Chicago. But out at Vegas at this LT7 event, Ohio State's starting to get a lot of buzz. Brian Hartline is the dude when it comes to closing on wide receivers. Um, you just heard Ryan Day call out some people at Ohio State that they need the NIL collective bumped up. Uh-huh. If they lose him, that could could create some salary cap space. So maybe they they huh? up the ante a little bit there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but the seven on seven team does worm just the the regular influence of the people you're around. It doesn't always translate, but having those ties and having his seven on seven coaches in good with the other program that worries me the hand it just fe- all the other stuff just yeah. it's just felt this entire time that he was just a slight tennessee lean just a slight one mm-hmm. um, 
he went down there for their huge little junior day um, where they had all their big commits or big targets were there. It's a lot of buzz with that. Like you said, you add in kind of the Tennessee relationship. I just – he seems like a Tennessee lean to me. Um, I haven't made a pick yet, uh, but if I had to pick, I would pick Tennessee today. And so well, we'll see how this OV goes to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of – like to me, there was a lot – there's just a lot of small signs that say it's going to be Tennessee and not Kentucky, but we'll see. Yep, yep. And if that doesn't work out, um, it'd be another swing and a miss on the cornerback front. They still, but at the end of the day, I want to say that Conyer is a three-star cornerback. Uh, they can find like they're going to be able to replace that. You know, you don't want to lose in-state prospects to Tennessee. That's that's where it burns. But it's early. You can you can f- find out, I think a replacement level for that. Um, so it's not. This is not. I don't think it's backbreaking if they lose mm-hmm. him to Tennessee. You've uh, got they do, but there is pressure on them to start recruiting better at that position. There's no doubt about that. Like if you get Stafford, I know that one's a long shot, but that's an upgrade over Cotton. And I, you know you're going to get more than one. You're, you need to get more than one. The King Jackson's another cornerback they're in on. He's on a two day unofficial visit right now. It's a heated recruitment. Um, Auburn, Florida, mm-hmm. a few other schools are. In there, um, if you you can make that happen potentially, I mean he's a he's one of the fastest rising recruits on on the circuit right now. Like that kid's going to end up being probably a consensus top two fifty recruit. And so they're in on some guys. Uh, one thing I do want to mention here, Nick, like one of my takeaways this week was like Chris Collins and Scott Woodward, I think, are doing a good job getting guys on campus and building relationships. Obviously, Merrill has been done a great job. He's getting all the in-state kids, prom, any prominent in-state kid that they need uh-huh. to get a look at. They're, they're getting in camp, and they're getting measurements um, and in-person evals on them. We saw the two Douglas offensive linemen who are going to be juniors were both camping. D'Amico Kennedy got an offer, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I think he tested really well. Um, and you saw some other guys, in-state guys, on campus. So he, that's a good box to check, but you got to do that in other – areas you recruit to and I think Collins and Woodward did that saw a bunch of guys from Tennessee mm-hmm. came in at Kentucky the Chattanooga and, group that um what I, I forget what they're NPA or something CPA not CPA it's like yeah it's something like that NPA national NPA. NPA that sounds right which I just want to put my flag in the ground and be an old man I hate that shit uh pardon my French but God, the seven-on-seven stuff, it just drives me nuts. Because, like, it's one thing if it's AAU basketball. Seven-on-seven football is not a a football game. AAU basketball, you're playing the game of basketball. Seven-on-seven is not – it's a a good way to – and it's fun, but but we're we're starting to really put this stuff on a pedestal, and it's just not – it's not game-like. There's no threat of getting yeah. your ass taken out going across the middle of the field. There's no threat on the quarterback where he has to get the ball out of his hands. I mean, I just I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate and it's it's really they've really cranked it up a notch with these teams traveling around all over the place competing in events. It's the grassroots circuit version <sighs> of football it. recruiting. It's don't like it. I mean, you had the huge event out in Vegas. Yeah, it, that thing's just, gotten big. The Adidas one was already pretty big. With but, NIL, Nick, and now like shoe companies can get involved, and there's oh extra handlers God. with it's, kids getting agents. See, it's gonna be there's gonna be more it's handlers. It's 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 just I I just I don't like it. You're gonna get more uh, this time next this time it's all, next year. It's all pop- the stuff I don't like. It's all the stuff that Freddie really hates, and they're just like cranking it up twenty notches. Yep, I mean it's just it's here to stay. Here next year summer, I, I bet we have we'll be going to some seven on seven. Yeah, but, yeah, and covering them. Uh. That's that's where it's headed. Um, but it is what it is. Now, the one uh, Boo Carter is in, the big receiver, 2024 receiver. He's good. He's really that's good. more that to my knowledge, that's more of like a Chris Vaughn aspiration type thing. Okay. So um, that's like a gym instead of just like we're playing on a team. Gotcha. I believe gotcha. Buck Fitzgerald, his name. He played at Tennessee. He just, if you're a good player in Tennessee, Nashville, Chattanooga area, you're working out with Buck Fitzgerald. That's where you're going. And so that's – that's Barry and Brown was connected there, obviously. That's kind of like they built a relationship with him and that group, kind of like they built a relationship with Vaughn and Aspirations. And so, obviously, Nashville blowing up, that's – I think Kentucky's done a good job 
building that relationship, and that's why you're getting a lot of those national kids. Now, the C3 elite team, that's just that team that Danny O'Neill's on. That's just – I mean, that they're grabbing dudes from everywhere. They got this Florida, dude from Missouri, quarterback from Indy, and they're probably traveling around to play I mean, seven-on-seven tournaments. Imagine as a parent. And they're probably sponsored by Under Armour or something who's – they probably I, don't know who's, fun, uh, who's funding that behind the scenes. But, but just the logistics of that sound like a nightmare. I mean, no, just play with your damn team that's right here. Why are you going from Florida? Yeah. I, it, it, I think the value, the value of it is, you know, if you can get on it, you could just be seen by more coaches. Because we talked to some people this week, Nick, like in Kentucky, like South Carolina has an advantage over Kentucky here. Because you can make a day trip from anywhere in Georgia to Columbia, you know, you can drive there and home in a day. Yep. Atlanta, you can pull Charlotte. Atlanta, South Georgia, any, any all those places. Uh, we're at Kentucky. It's just hard, you know, to get a kid from Atlanta, they need to stay the night. Yeah. The only place you have two hubs, Cincinnati and Nashville, that can, that can pull it in a day. They did Columbus. There was a lot of kids from Owen Tangy. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that team – Judging by what I saw from that, from the camp, they yeah, had a quarterback that I thought was solid who ended up being like Mac level. Um, mm-hmm. They had a defensive tackle, um, Angelo McCollum, 2024, who's going to be a guy to watch. There's a tight end that was just visiting. There's a there. tight end, I think 2024, um, that Vince Merrill really likes. That, that team Gavin should have a little Grover. squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should be good. So that's, um, that is the. As you mentioned, that is a, a little bit of a disadvantage, but you still get those traveling recruiting teams or whatever that are out there mm-hmm. getting their exposure. So I can't necessarily blame them, but it's just, yeah, that's me just being all bah humbug. Let me be an old man yell at clouds for a little bit. And um, that MPA, Cutter Bowley is connected to that. He's done some work with them. He just transferred to Lexington Christian. He'll be a sophomore this year. This kid's got a chance, I think, to really blow up, Nick. Um, he just went to a mega camp up in Michigan, got offers from Missouri, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Clemson are sniffing around, already has an offer from Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is another school that apparently has a good relationship with that MPA a training organization. That's going to be a guy to look out for because um, if you get him, then you might. that's going to help you with some of these receivers, Boo Carter. Um, but specifically, he's going to be a big target in 2024. It can't hurt that he's playing at LCA and Tim Couch's son is on the team, and Tim Couch is going to be around that team a lot. Yeah, that, that's I wouldn't be nice. And Tim Couch's son, I thought Chase Couch, he's got a really good frame. Like, he's a legit 6'4". He's probably about 225-ish right now. And he's only, what, he can he move a freshman well. last year? So he's He'll be 20... a junior this year. He's 2024 okay. class. Um, but he could grow into – being like a 6'4", 260-pound defensive end, I think. I don't know if he'll end up being Kentucky good, but he's going to play somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to be a legitimate recruit in that 2024 class. So that's that's going to be something to watch for. LCA Quiley's got yeah. kind of a stacked team there. Well, and I saw, too, uh, John Charman's son, Joe, was uh, he was working out of Troy for Summerall. Uh, this week, he's 2024 center, who's going to at least check some boxes. He's one – if, if – if he doesn't end up getting those offers, he's certainly going to end up being a walk-on at UK. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any doubt about that. Uh, but, yeah, LCA, they're kind of kind of loading up. LCA, Boyle County. Oh, God. I also Boyle just County. feel so bad for Dakota Patterson. Yeah. Kid, kid at one time was, you know, top 200 recruit. His coach leaves. Things aren't going well. Corbin transfers to Boyle County. And then, I mean, second rep. Second rep, His he goes down with a knee injury. Still not sure what the deal is. Um, yeah, that's tough. People um, said they heard a pop, didn't look good. Um, so just thoughts out. I mean, things can change fast. A year ago, Nick, he was looking like a legitimate SEC prospect, and then bad year on the field, and yeah, he lost some weight. I think he got sick or something. Yeah, so thoughts out to him. Hopefully, that's not too serious. That would that would really really stink. You got some news there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Dixon, he picked up an offer today. Oh, wow. 2023 receiver, yeah. DRP. He had some major, major traits. Uh, really yeah. good vertical, really good 40 on a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, frame. So, uh, Lagerie came out of nowhere, PRP mm-hmm. last year. This could be a new one this year. Now, one thing I have here, I'll have to say here is, like, they're in really good shape at receiver recruiting. 
So I'd be interested in the numbers there. You know, how many, you know, they're going to get, if they get Carmelo English and Anthony Brown, they probably need another outside guy. Maybe that's Dixon. Well, and the, yeah. And they already have Shamar Porter, though. That's three. So how many, how many guys you need there? Let's look at their, Scott, let's look at the numbers here on the roster. Well, you got 10 scholarship receivers. They're going to lose Tavion Robinson is the only one guaranteed to be gone after the season. I think I he would like Tay-Tay's, to be at 12. Tay-Tay's yeah, I guess they, be gone. they probably have room for four. They could probably do four. Dixon might be the fourth there. And the, the big thing is, is he does something different that the other two have. Uh, He's uh, an outside X receiver probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, and I think the, the reason why they invited him back is because they did have some talented defensive backs on campus today, um, which we can kind of get into uh, briefly. Uh, but the, 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 the in-state kids in 24, pretty good. And there was a kid from Bryan Station. Um, can you write my brain? Uh, what J- his name is? JT. Something. He's a, he's J- a good J- secondary man or, or good defensive back, I should say. Uh, and uh, Zach was telling us Zach Gagan was out there for KSR, and they were going one on one the whole time, getting good on good reps. And you know, it looks like Davis won enough. JT Haskins. To, JT Haskins. There we go. It was like Davis won enough to to ultimately end up getting the trigger pulled and get a, a scholarship offer. I mean, he. I don't. I think. I think he had only had a EKU offer going into this. So really happy for him. Uh, basketball player and a track and field guy, so he never did the camps. This is the first time a lot of college coaches have even seen him. So, and that's why uh, these camps are important because you find guys like that. Haskins has an offer from Louisville, uh, but second offer in a, or second camp, excuse me, in a week for him. Smells He'll like probably get one potentially yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. So he's a guy to watch in twenty twenty four quietly. Um, that class is there were some developments in that class this week. Um, the North Harden receiver was at the camp you were at that first Sunday. Um, yeah, he had he had some good numbers. Sean Dixon he tested. Yeah, say. he tested. He tested very well. You got the two Douglas offensive linemen um, that are going to be of note. You got Haskins there. Um, obviously, Gavin Chadwell has been a popular name in that class. So there's some guys in that in that 2024 group, and there'll probably be more to emerge as the season develops. Um, so that's something to watch there. So really. Um, these camps are really, really important for those in for those future guys, but it's also nice when you they can get some of these 2023 guys, like these guys that are going to be seniors. Um, that that camp can tell you how serious the interest is if they can get those guys to camp. Um, that's why I think the Argyle Reese, like again, was such a such a huge development getting him in there. Man, this has been fun. It's been fun. I I, I wasn't always big on the recruiting camps, but. Uh, particularly this year, you know, you, you, you spend half your time just kind of talking ball with people with, you know, like whether it's um, high school coaches like Haddix or Nate McPeak or, you know, some of the other guys around or, or, or if it's just GAs and managers or set, wh- whatever it may be, it's kind of fun just to talk ball. Yeah, you get to get names to faces too. Right, right, right. Especially after we've been on Zoom so much with COVID. So overall, uh, really enjoyed the last two weeks. Um, oh, one other thing I, I heard talking to, um, I've been hearing this a lot and I just want to put it out there because it's just so funny to me. The, the coaches in the state of Kentucky, the high school coaches, they hate L so much. <laughs> they hate him so much. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, Micah Carter, we'll say next. Yeah. It's a lineman. I think he ended up, he was kind of a maybe tweener for Kentucky. They were the weight, I think, was maybe an issue with him or the size. So mm-hmm. Kentucky backed off there. Um, but it came down to seem like Purdue and Louisville, and he goes to Purdue. Um, the, uh, the big so, thing. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're just not, you know, they're recruiting well, Texas and California, but they're not having well, any buzz or success at home, which should be, that's a warning sign. A, a, big, a big problem that uh, one, coach had they, they put on a coach's clinic and i don't know if it was just the the louisville like for for the coaches in the city of louisville or if it was throughout the state but they invited all of the power programs um i think jeff brahm was the the keynote and they brought somebody else i want to say vince was there for uk um and louisville just sent like a ga you know and it's like that, that just kind of shows you their priorities you know what i mean they just eh don't really care. Don't yeah, really care. 
Woody Womack over at Rivals, one of their national guys, Nick, he put in a future cast for that Ruben Owens kid, that top 25, top 30 running back. They're having their big official visit this weekend. So who knows? That, that kid's not getting out of Texas. I mean, that the a yeah, Collective will make sure. Yeah, yeah. The a Collective and Chad Simmons had some scoop out of Vegas this week that he doesn't see him getting out of Texas. It's going to be an A&M Texas battle for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he's coming to Louisville this weekend. There's going to be some buzz out of that. You know, he might be a commitment watch, but he's going to be very, very uh, – It'll be a temporary material. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll be a big spatula recruit um, as the process uh, moves on. Uh, but they have a lot of buzz right now. I mean, they, they're probably going to get a commit or two from this weekend, and, you know, they've got some good things going. That Nil Collective that I think Junior Bridgman is running for them is making some major noise, plus the, the Steve Clarkson and Adidas connection – wherever that is down the line. but Kobe Keenum's the one this weekend you'd like to see get away without making a decision. Because yeah. Kentucky likes him yeah. at center. You know, just – you'd like to see his, that one uh, get his away. His tape was really, really good. I really liked him. I think that'd be nice to get him in there. I think Drake Jackson was helping Yenzer there on that recruitment. So, obviously, that's a center, selling a center, a recent yeah. center. Yep. Um, plus, you know, the offensive line – and all that, but yeah, they just got Louisville's got a lot of buzz right now. So you have to see how that develops. But all that buzz, but nothing in state. It's just, it's just very weird. Yeah, it's so needed to take that jab. We'll make fun of them more next week. Don't worry. I, I like to just get in some, some time to make fun of Louisville. And what I'm really looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to you telling me who I should pick to win the U.S. Open because look at, uh, you helped me get in the money in my little, uh, my little pool last time for the PGA. Uh, the we let you take a victory lap. Some of those locks were incredible. Uh, are, are, is Will Zalatoris? Is he finally gonna? Is he finally gonna get over that hump? Yeah. So let's get into it here, uh, Nick. A couple things first. All right, Major's moving to NBC, so no Jim Nance this week. Wait, wait, what? NBC? Yeah, yeah NBC has the U.S. Open and the uh, the British Open. Um, so NBC is going to be on the coverage this week. This, and this guy too, he has the voice that's always on the Olympic stuff, and it's just yes. it's very. Yeah. He, he's just okay. I think they used I, to have TPC about. too, right? Yeah, uh, the players is on NBC too. Yeah, yeah. So like, and he's just, you know, I know you're talking. I know exactly who you're talking about. I just uh, Jimmy Jimmy Roberts maybe, or, uh, I think or no, I think name. his name is Brian uh, something. Because doesn't he do a few, some NBA as well? I don't know if we're thinking of the same guy. Yeah. Well, Tariko will be their big guy. They bring him. Oh, yeah. That's terms. right. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so, it's going to take me a while to get you sim on Sunday night, too. And so, yeah. So this will be Either a way. head start, head start on that. Um, so, you, number one, you have to get that. Uh, Peacock. This is the time to buy Peacock if you want to. Oh, no. Early in the morning, the coverage will be on Peacock. Okay. Let me, I pull up the coverage schedule right here. Have this linked in the post. Uh, for all you good people, so you can it's know Dan Hicks, I think Dan Hicks, yes, yes, yes. 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 He's, he's on just, all the golf channel coverage, yeah, yeah, and he's just uh, kind of boring. So if you wanted to tune in early, Nick, um, before nine thirty, you have to go to Peacock, but nine thirty to five, it's or nine thirty to seven, it's on regular TV. Oh, not bad. USA in the morning, mid afternoon, NBC, um, and then USA again, and then it it kind of stays the same there throughout the week, but. Ooh, I learned uh, Dan Hicks is married to Hannah Storm. Huh. Oh, really? The more you know. I did not know that. Good for him. Oh, broadcasting family. <laughs> so anyway, you wanted to want to get you aware of that so you won't have any hello friends uh, this week. And so okay, back to the golf. All right. They're going to Brookline, Nick, for the first time since 1988. It's up in Massachusetts outside of Boston. This place has hosted the 1999 Ryder Cup, but the last big event was the 2013 USAM. So, really, these players don't have any familiarity with this course. Um, they really haven't played anything up there. Um, so, it's a different course. Now, this is a short track for a U.S. Open, par 70, um, just under 7,300 yards. Um, but the greens are very, very, very small, and they'll be firm and fast with huge rough, typical U.S. Open layout. Um, driving the driver is going to be less important than other U.S. Opens. Like the COVID year, Bryson won mm. yeah. at Winged Foot, and it was very much just 
hit the piss out of it off the tee, try to have a good second shot, and that's how he gained strokes on everybody in one. Uh, this one is not going to be like that. There's going to be a, a good amount of dog legs. You're going to have blind shots. Um, so really getting on the green, um, whoever gains the most strokes to get to the green is going to be the most important. But do the short length, the driver is not going to be important. So approach is huge this week. Will Zalatoris is the best approach player on the field. He's number one in strokes gain approach. We know his major form. He's 30 to one to win. Yeah, you've got some value there. Um, he's not in my official picks, but if you're looking for a guy, a safe bet, like a top 10, a top 20 bet on Zalatoris feels like a good bet with his major pedigree. It, yeah. And his approach. I've looked at his last, so he's made, uh, I want to say 10 start 10 it's either nine i think it's nine major starts and all but one he missed the cut at last year's u.s open um and he's been top 10 in every other one so yeah yeah i mean it's i fully expect him to be in the mix on sunday he's he's good for your lineups when you're doing your teams because mm -hmm. yeah. he and because i don't think he's a top 10 player in the world either so he's got decent odds yeah my pick the win here um though nick if you kind of look at recent winners they're all like 28 or younger and it's guys near the top, you know, top of the rankings for the most part. Um, Cameron Smith, the number six in the world, he just won the players. He was firmly in the mix at Augusta. And this yeah. course is going to play, I think, similar to the Masters where it's a second shot course. He this a guy tough can Sunday. get white hot. He can get white hot with the putter. Um, we've shown him he's played well on the big stage. Um, and I think you're getting good value with him right here. So he's my pick to win 22 to one. I also think a top 10 or a top 20 play for him would be very smart. The last time they played at this course, Nick, was the USAM. Matthew Fitzpatrick won that US amateur. Matthew Fitzpatrick, top 25 in strokes gain approach. He had a T5 finish at the PGA. He had a T14 at the Masters. He's one of the better players who hasn't won a major. I like him to be up there. I locked him in for a top 10 finish at 3-1. to one. Now, if you're looking for – if you're asking Adam, who's going to be the Mito Pereira of this tournament? I've got two guys I like here. Aaron Wise is another young golfer. He's 25 years old. He's now a top 50 player in the world. He's made 13 to 17 cuts this year, Nick. He's got eight top 25 finishes. He's long off the tee, but he's good in approach. He's top 16 in approach. I lock him in for a top 40 finish at plus odds. I think he's a sneaky guy you could see in the top 10. Like, he fits the metrics this week. He fits the, uh, the younger player. Um, he's played well all season. I mean, he's he's been in the mix at a lot of tournaments. He hasn't done it at the big tournaments yet, but it seems like only a matter of time. Russell yeah, Henley, go ahead. Re repeat that one more time for our folks out there. Aaron Wise, ranked 16th in approach. Aaron Wise. Wise. Aaron Wise. He's uh, played at his college golf at Oregon. 13 to 17 May cuts, eight top 25 finishes, has, a, I think, four top tens. Not too he's shabby. Gonna, he's going to be a guy on this tour here in two to three years that's going to be one of the better players. I hope it's a wise choice. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, Russell Henley, number two in strokes gain approach. This guy was in the final group last year at Augusta – or, not, excuse me, Augusta at the U.S. Open. Um, he's kind of made for these U.S. Open three consecutive top 30 – Finishes Nick at the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. I locked him in for top twenty. Finished plus two ten. Um, so that that's really what I'm looking at here. I'm looking for younger golfers who are good in approach, but also have you know also aren't duds off the tee. Even though that's not a huge metric this week. Obviously, you're going to have to have a hot putter to win. Um, but what we're really going to gain is since these greens are so small, is just the efficiency with your second shot, just getting on the dance floor there, um, and then making putts. You, you you mentioned that it, it isn't so different than Augusta. Um, so, and, I think scoring could be up a little bit. Usually, you see a minus three winner. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a winner like minus nine this week. I'm also curious how – I mean, JT's been playing well uh, as of late. He's been pretty hot. Him and Rory both. I know Rory – Back-to-back major stuff is just hard to do. Yeah. Like to yeah. win two in a row, it's hard. I mean, Brooks did it, but that's really, really hard. I am – I just – I'm team fade on that. Obviously, there's some stuff with JT, like a recent form that you could be happy that you could believe in. Rory McIlroy is kind of the same way. I think there's going to be a lot of people on him this well, week. 
And Rory was playing well too at the PGA, and then kind of fell apart. You know, he he, he had one going in one this. bad round, and then like he does always, he dropped a sixty-seven or sixty-six <laughs> on Sunday, and then you thought for a second he might tie, go to a playoff. So for him, it's just going to be avoiding those bad that, those bad rounds. If he can get in um, to Saturday, you know, within a couple shots, he's going to have a great shot of winning. It. I got I got fired up for it because you know obviously U.S. Open's great because Father's Day. Um, you can spend the whole day just watching that, and dad's going to be happy. Uh, but I also got extra fired up because Happy Gilmore's on Netflix. And yeah, I saw that the other day. I, I've realized too the re- Happy Gilmore isn't what makes that movie funny, it's all Shooter McGavin. Like, Shooter yeah. McGavin's trash talk is so <laughs> it's so damn funny. There's a one point at the end where he 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 looks at Happy and he goes, Don't worry, Gilmore, your grandmother can live with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And just imagining that on the golf course, like that—that's the kind of trash talk that you wish you could pull out in front of your buddies. To to think of it yeah. in a tournament scenario is just oh, so so hilarious. That's what that's what if you want live golf to be successful, do that. Live, but people talk trash like yeah, Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore out there. The live stuff's interesting. I mean, Rory's being a little chesty in some of these press conferences. Um, Phil like is said, too on the other end. Yeah. The. Kyle Porter wrote something on Phil, maybe showing some remorse. I haven't read yet. So I'm trying to get caught up on that. But like Rory's take was like, you know, Phil's old. So I get why he may be doing it. He's had a story career, but these young guys doing it are a bunch of punks pretty much like didn't say that, but that's how it came off. Like you don't want to like play it out here with the best of the best. You want to go over and just for a money grab. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. Like if he's in the contention and he's like, he keeps firing off takes on the mic. So we might get, you know, back and forth. And then if Dustin Johnson is in the, in it, you know, oh, he's got to yeah. give mum answers. Uh, at, oh yeah. After each, yeah, that would be interesting. So yeah, the live dynamic is. Oh, we've got uh, ourselves yeah. Monday night wars, WCW versus WWE. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep them rolling. All in all, it should be a fun weekend to, to sit back, watch some exciting, uh, even if we don't get a bunch of PGA, versus live drama it's a major it's going to be a good time it's going to be super it's hot it's open yeah and like it's actually it, going to be a little cooler up there it's going to be 80s the first few days but it's going to be 70s well i mean just for us from a watching oh yeah 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 yeah. The, the weekend saturday and sunday it's going to get into the 80s it's going to cool off to 85 which uh you just hate saying that sentence out loud but man so some of those things too like it i want to get out and play my son's ever with his grandparents all weekend i can't even get outside to play it's too miserable too miserable. Ah, just disappointing. Just, just disappointing. But we're going to have fun. We, we've enjoyed our last few weeks at camp. Happy to provide you all with plenty of content. Happy to run into some listeners out and about, too, at KS Bar over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, pr- we always appreciate you all tuning in and listening to us talk ball year-round. It's golf ball, football, whatever it may be. We love it. We can't get enough of it, and we're glad you're you're joining us along for this ride. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've only just begun. We're probably going to have to take maybe a week or so off in July. We got a baby yeah. on the way. Be here before you know it. But it's going to be right around media days time. So you and Freddie we'll have, have some stuff. And yeah. I may or may not call in <laughs> for an emergency podcast. You'll be itching. Yeah. Why didn't you ask saving this? <laughs> so just get ready for that. But yeah, I mean, Nick Hill, man, like. We're halfway through June now. Yeah. You know, the season is... 80 days away. Almost almost two months away, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's flying by, and camp will be starting in less than like a month and a half. Mm. So you got to get... We got big recruiting weekends, these next two. Then it'll slow down there at the beginning of July. But then that's when all the preseason content starts flowing. So things are moving, man. Things are moving. Moving really fast. Um as always, enjoy enjoy the summer while you can. Stay cool. Go Cats and go Kroger.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.